Today, we salute Lois Lane as we take a look at Lois Lane, a celebration of 75 years. Straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. DC Comics has several times created cross-decade collections focusing on a single character. Probably the first time was in the late 1980s, where they released uh, the best, the greatest uh, Superman stories ever told, and the greatest Batman stories ever told. And they also released similar compilations for the Golden Age and Silver Age and imaginary stories. And then the early part of the 21st century, they revived the greatest story ever told line, but this time with more characters, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Shazam. But many of us question these. I I say many of us, at least me and several reviewers online, we took a look at Shazam, the greatest stories ever told, and said, are these really the greatest Shazam stories ever told? Uh, And a lot of them ran into that problem. So they started doing something different with a celebration of a certain number of years, generally 75 years for a given character. So they're not saying they're the best stories ever told featuring that character, but they are stories about that character. And you can't really argue with that. Though it is a fair question as to what the quality is. One thing that DC did with these uh, uh, new uh, celebrations of milestone years was they didn't just focus on uh, the main heroes. They have uh, several villain collections, mostly from Batman's Rogue Gallery. Uh, I believe that there's one, there's one for the Joker, there's one for Two Face and Catwoman. As far as I know, Lois Lane is the only uh, character who is essentially known as a supporting character who has uh, her own collection in these uh, milestone lines. So we'll take a look at these Lois Lane based stories. And probably one of the big challenges is that most of the, is that most Superman stories, which is where the majority of her appearances occurred, uh, came uh, where she is not the main character. So it's a question of, do we get stories that are really about and connect to Lois, even if she's not the focal point? The book begins with the Golden Age and probably one of the most off-reprinted stories ever, Action Comics number one and number two, which is, of course, Superman's first story, but it's also Lois Lane's uh, first story, so it's fair game to include it. It's an iconic story, and in many ways, it, uh, even in this first issue from the Golden Age, forms a lot of the key characteristics of what would make Lois Lane, Lois Lane at her best. Uh, even though it was mostly just Superman flying around doing his heroics, she still uh, played a part. 
Then they also reprint Action Comics number six, which is one of my favorite uh, comics of the Golden Age, because essentially what happens is that there are people who are merchandising Superman, and they're talking about making a Superman radio show and Superman movies. And, uh, of course, none of this had happened in 1938. And, you know, Superman toys... And there is uh, some nefarious uh, goings-on behind the scene, which Lois actually figures out and really does shine through here. But it's just a great story. And probably my favorite part of the book is the Lois Lane Girl Reporter backup strips. These were uh, features that appeared in the Adventures of uh, Superman, and uh, they were four or five page uh, stories, but they were really good. She would be given some task by some guys who were kind of condescending towards her, and she would manage to save the day. Sometimes she would end up uh, calling in the police to help, which isn't unreasonable, but she essentially led the way. And I think that strips like that make some of her behavior in uh, Superman stories make more sense if she's actually handled stuff without Superman being around and managed to go through things competently, then she might feel more comfortable taking risk. As it is, various portrayals of Lois Lane, you kind of wonder how she survived long enough to meet Superman with all of the risks she takes. But I like these strips, and if there were more of them, I'd like to see them collected in a book. Then you have uh, Lois Lane Loves Clark Kent, in which she goes to a psychiatrist and explains she has a fixation on Superman and she's in love with Superman. And the psychiatrist suggests that what she needs to do is to turn her efforts and her energy to someone she doesn't really care about so that she will care about them and will no longer be fixated on Superman. It's a Actually, a funny story, which I think, unlike some of the Silver Age stories, which kind of make Lois Lane ridiculous, uh, is funny without being uh, disrespectful. Moving on to the Silver Age uh, items in the collection, uh, you have uh, The Girl and Superman's Past. This story introduces Lana Lang and allows another angle to the Lois-Superman relationship, with Lois having a rival for Superman's affections in the person of Lana Lang. In many ways, during the Silver Age, much of Superman comics and a lot of uh, Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane, uh, which this showcase issue would eventually lead to, uh, became a bit of a sitcom. And uh, this uh, character, I guess, was her Ethel and set the stage for a lot of hijinks to ensue. I also uh, like the new Lois Lane, uh, which was a story where Lois decided that she was going to give up trying to find out Superman's secret identity. And what's the, the problem with this is that 
Superman wants her to discover a fake secret identity that he set up so that it will get someone else off his trail, but all of the clues he leaves for her, she ignores as part of her desire to turn over a new leaf. It's funny, and it's just a really cute strip. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, the other two Silver Age stories are just kind of average and offend some modern sensibilities, and in many cases with good reason. I do think that it did feel a little bit like the compilers were trying for a certain sort of narrative with the Silver Age. I mean, there were a lot of strips like that, but they were somewhat selective in what they put in there to kind of build this narrative. Then we have 1970s, I am curious, uh, parentheses, black, uh, in which Lois is trying to get a story out of the uh, black neighborhood of Metropolis, uh, known in this story as Little Africa. Whether this is related to the suicide slum introduced in... uh, Black Lightning, I don't know, but she found great resistance, so she asked Superman's help to turn her black so that she could actually experience and interact with people and try and understand them. And of course, being a kind of light Silver Age, Superman has access to a machine to do that because you can get any machine like that up in the Fortress of Solitude back during that era. And I think the story overall comes from a good heart. I think it may have drawn a little bit on the book Black Like Me. I think it's a good-hearted story. It's somewhat tame, but it tells a simple and powerful truth. It may overstate things. Well, it does overstate things a bit when uh, Superman tells Lois that uh, the reaction to finding out that Lois is really white by a uh, black supremacist who received a blood transfusion from her would say something about the possibility of peace on Earth. But still, I think the overall thrust of it was good, and uh, it's definitely uh, well-intended, and uh, like I said, comes from a good place. And actually, that was all of the Lois Lane stories that it had up there, up until uh, the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, which is kind of weird, because essentially, you have... uh, uh, 15 years of stories uh, about Lois Lane and featuring her that weren't included. Um, I do, uh, or considered for inclusion. I do uh, know, for example, I read in a Supergirl comic from the 1970s, there was a backup strip featuring Lois Lane that was a lot more like Lois Lane Girl Reporter from the 1940s rather than Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane. But that will be all for now. Join us back here for part two as we take a look at the modern comics uh, collected uh, in this book featuring Lois Lane. In the meantime, send your comments to classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Please be sure and rate the show on iTunes if you're enjoying it. And follow us on Twitter at Classy Comics Guy. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.